Welcome to the Eating Cast. I am Chris. I'm Vincent. And these are our guests, Sarzeze and Katie Albert. Katie Albert. Yeah. All right, welcome. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, who are you? Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my name's Zarze. Uh, originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this is my manager, Katie Hallberg. Okay. Um, started, uh, I guess, uh, music producer, DJ, uh, EDM producer mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I've actually been doing music probably for about roughly 19 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, started in Nashville, Tennessee as okay. a uh, sound engineer for um, country music, okay. bluegrass, rock, light, light rock, gospel. Just more so on the engineering side, just to kind of get uh, the aesthetic of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, moved to Chicago in 2010 uh, to kind of break into the uh, house music scene. Okay. Uh, started DJing the weekend I moved here because I was broke living in my house. <laughs> I feel that. And yeah. so it was yeah. like, I told my, I just told my parents, I told my family, like, look, I'm moving to Chicago. And they're like, do you have any money? I was like, nope, I got a car. That's all I got. That's all I need. Uh, had roughly about 20 bucks in my pocket. Uh-huh. Um, got a gig. I think I moved here on Wednesday. Got a gig Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Lit in my car for about another week and a half. And then just made it all rolling. You said, you said what year did you move uh, to Chicago? So I moved here in uh, June of 2010. 2010. So roughly okay. about nine years ago this month. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Damn. I was probably like in eighth grade still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just started um, college. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what do we got here today? So, what you get me? What you oh, get? I got you guys some barbecue chicken, dark meat oh, from Aloha Eats. Oh, this is good. Is, yeah. that, is this the one by DePaul? Uh, he kind of. Yeah, it's kind of by DePaul. It's on so Clark, right? between um, what's that? I think it's the Division or the Diversity. I can't remember. Okay. Division or Diversity and um, yeah. Fullerton. It's that Hawaiian so it's right over there. Yeah, Hawaiian, Hawaiian food. food. And I got the chicken. You got your macaroni salad and mm-hmm. your white rice. And right under that, some cabbage. That looks good. Yeah. Thank you. Let's do it for some so let's dig in. Let's dig in. Okay. Again, I'm very sorry. I did not get you a plate. I just wanted the mac and cheese. <laughs> All right. She loves, she loves her cheese. Yeah. Oh, cheese. <laughs> Thank you for this. Of course. That's what we're about. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So. Being a music producer, right? Like, I guess kind of like, I guess the big thing, right, is kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Because this is kind of like a really niche, like, market, right, compared to, like, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So what really kind of, like, influenced you to kind of, like, say, you know what, I'm going to drop my 9 to 5 and then kind of go the route of, like, you know, going into this music music stuff. Got it. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a there's a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's musical influence, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, there's also personal influence. Okay. Um, personal influence. I'm gonna start with is actually uh, I things to me in life, very small things, make me happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, seeing a person smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I think a smile is a thousand words. Right. Uh, makes my day. Anything that I can do to kind of help that person, the thing is, I, I, I won't tell them I'm not no hero. I'm, I'm not an X Man. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not anything like that. I'm not right. a police officer. I, I would. I would try to save your life if I could. But the thing is, I actually want. I would re- re- rather want people to be happier. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, just kind of what they feel, and something about making people smile and making people just kind of let loose and let be free. To me, mm-hmm. music is the answer for that. 
I think music. I think music to me is just it's um it's med it's medicine for the soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. I always believe that. And for me, it's just like when I'm sitting there DJing, or I'm making music, and I see the crowd. You know, whether they're really drunk or not, I actually like it when you can tell mm-hmm. that the music actually takes over. They close mm-hmm. their eyes, they start dancing, you know, and then you can actually see the music into their soul. Mm-hmm. That is something that satisfies me. So that's that's the number one reason why. I do okay. Yeah, we go to like a lot of shows too, and yeah. a lot of my friends who aren't about that scene, mm-hmm. they're just they're always asking, "Why do you go? Why do you go?" And I tell them, "Music is this is therapy. It's it therapeutic. Is. It know? is. It's very therapeutic. Very. I agree. Like yeah, whether you're going there, you know, just sober, just going out there to drink, you mm-hmm. know, and whatever your vices are, right? It's like, in my opinion, it's Something that really kind of, it's, it's a whole new world, right? Because when you go to those um, events or like just going to shows or like, you know, even like festivals mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the number of people you meet there is wild, right? Because like you'll, you'll meet people from all walks of life, right? Right. You meet professional businessmen, right? Mm-hmm. People that are nine to fives, right. you know, people that are just kind of like still in college, still mm-hmm. in school, trying to figure, you know, their, um, the ins and outs of life and stuff like that. Right. And just kind of meeting that kind of big bubble, right? And everyone there kind of having fun together, right? And interacting with each other without realizing where their position is, mm-hmm. in a sense, kind of like, you know, in the like in the macro sense of things, right? Like where they're at in their career life right. or in their social uh, economic life, right? They're all just there to have fun, mm-hmm. right? And they're all getting, getting along with each other and mm-hmm. they're having fun. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just a mind blowing thing to like really think about. Just because like outside of that world, you don't necessarily see, you know, the CEOs right of big companies right. or like you know higher ups in big companies kind of like chilling, having a coffee, like just hanging out with the grunt workers in a sense, right? And they business, you know, that does not necessarily happen often. Not right. saying it doesn't happen in some uh, businesses, right? But it doesn't really happen as often. Right. That's why when you kind of like turn the camera over and you see this music world, it's pretty insane, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone is doing that there. So You know, it's every time I feel like stressed or like depressed or anxious, I go to these shows and it, the next day I feel like I reset. It's yeah. so weird. I don't know. It's yeah, so really, funny. Yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely a reset button for sure. It's just... Yeah. You know, I think even like even for like shows, festivals, even sitting in my living room, you know, and like eating a pot brownie and then just kind of like just going off to the world yeah. and just letting my mind free. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that's even a reset for me. Right. And right. What, what, what's even more therapeutic is and this is just what really makes me happy is, you know, she had my own, my own manager had to tell me, like, you need to actually kind of look at it from a different angle. Yeah. I'll go to festivals. Mm-hmm. And when I go to these festivals or when I go to events and even doing shows, I see people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I see them in that element. But then after I have a conversation, some of them actually are like CEOs. I'm not a pastor. I have met a minister. Yeah. I have met a minister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 I, and, and I didn't even know. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's a, he said, I'm an ordained minister. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I love you know yeah. like house music and I love these festivals and then I was like I'm and I was like and, and me I was like shouldn't you be in like a gospel music right, festival? But right. The thing is, <laughs> gospel music festival and then I had to actually stop <laughs> yeah do they have them? 
I'm sure they do. Yeah. I've seen them. They I've do. seen this video of like these nuns, like at a concert, like a rave. Like they they hired someone. They were playing. All these nuns were just like jumping, dude. This went crazy. <laughs> I'd like to see that myself. I bet. I guess they yeah. They they're, all, they're all wearing they, they, their they thing and they're yeah. just yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. That's awesome actually. I got yeah. it's probably somewhere in Europe. It's <laughs> probably somewhere in Europe. It was probably Europe. Honestly. Maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. Who knows? So but yeah. So um, that's pretty dope as like an inspiration, right? Because like it's really eye opening, right? Because what inspires you is like just the most basic form of like you know. And, and like from what I can see like most basic form of like living right because mm-hmm. like you're seeing people smile mm-hmm. you're seeing the reaction on their face and how they move around and move about right so it, in a sense it's kind of like going back down to like, you know just primal instincts right it's like just seeing people being comfortable in their own skin right it's right. like pretty awesome right to kind of experience that yeah. and yeah. kind of see it explode in front of you right whether it's like they're just like um, whether they're dancing, you know, whatever dance styles they have, you know, just kind of like moving with the rhythm of the music, or like you know, you have the people in the back, like this. I like to call that back part on um, the talent zone, right? <laughs> you know, the people that have um, the the gloves, those glovers, the glow sticks, the poi stick people, mm-hmm. you know, and the hoop girls and whatnot, and just kind of vibing out, right? It's no, it's amazing. I think, yeah. and I think a lot of the, a lot, a lot of those people. So the thing is, I have a lot of friends that are, that are hoo hoo girls. Yeah, I have people that have gotten in my face. I've got friends now that actually get in my face with the gloves. Yeah, the gold, well, the gold gloves. And the thing is, is what it is. It's you could actually do that at any con, not at any concert. But the thing yeah. is, if you think about it, no matter what the genre is, um, there's different aesthetic of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Me and her go to metal concerts all the time. Okay. Like I'm like I listen to pretty much anything and everything. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to, I, I took her to her first metal concert, and I think that it was in this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Yeah. So we we were at the Rave Eagles Club in yeah. Milwaukee, and they were moshing, and I just <laughs> looked at her and I was like, I gotta go because like I mosh, and she oh, was like, I know, okay. I, and she was like, she's like. Ooh. Uh, you gonna be okay? I'm like, I'll be <laughs> fine. Somebody pushed me, wow. fell on the floor. But the thing is, it's it's not the aggression. Yeah. And and that it was more so like, you know, this is just this is just what this is not what we do. But it more so it's like sometimes they want to channel that aggression with yeah. music. But the thing is, they yeah. don't. If you get put, what I'm saying is, if you fall on the ground and you're moshing, there's always someone. That's gonna pick you up. That's gonna oh, pick you back up. They're not gonna punch you. They're just gonna, gonna really punch you. Yeah. Shove you going. Yep. And yeah. I'm a little. I'm probably 150 pounds soaking wet. You know, <laughs> you guys are huge. I'm, if you, and I've had guys like you just push the shove out, shove the crap mm-hmm. out of me. Yeah. But they pick me right back up, and then I shove them, and they don't budge. But <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, it's they are very yeah. nice. They pushed me. My phone went down. Someone went got, got my phone for me yeah. and found it. Oh yeah, they're definitely really nice. Yeah. But um yeah, one of the crazier things that I experienced at um a festival, right, was I think this was the year before it was the last year that Spring Awakening was at Soldier Field. Ah, that was I think yeah. either it was either that one or it was the last year. I can't remember um off the top of my head, but I remember it was specifically, right, because like it was Jack U playing, you know, Skrillex mm. and um Diplo. Right. And they opened up a pit in the middle of the entire like really? main stage. Yeah, I didn't get to go to that one. I guess. And I was like, "Wait, time out! They're opening up a pit 
And then I have a few uh, a few friends, right? And they're like, um, so I, I had a few girlfriends with me, right? And they're like a, a bit smaller, you know, petite size, you might say. Yeah. And they just saw the crowd kind of moving aside. And they're like, oh, let's go. <laughs> and then I was like, hold up. <laughs> they're about to start a mosh pit. Yeah. So then I was like, being the guy that I was like, okay, they're going to get hurt. I don't want them to get hurt. Right. So right. I just run in there. And as soon as I ran in there and I caught up to them, that's when the pit started. And nice. everyone was running around and I just had to form this big bubble around them just to like stop them from like running around and running into them. Yeah. Because they were like no more than like, you know, 110 to like 95 pounds. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're tiny. Yeah. Yeah. If they got hit by someone moving, they're, they're down. Yeah. You know. So I was like, okay, let's move out because they all got scared. Like, oh my God, what's happening? I'm like, well... That's a mosh pit. That's a mosh pit. <laughs> Welcome. Are you, are you like the parent at festivals? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, take care of people. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the parent. I would say I'm more of like a teacher, a uh, a nomad, or like a spiritual guide, uh, guider, mm-hmm. right? Someone that kind of leads people through festivals, right? Whether it's their first time there, their tenth time there, mm-hmm. or if they're you know doing whatever they want to do, right? With like you know the type of like substances that they're using it's like mm-hmm. i'm just there to kind of help and kind right. of guide them through it right right like i'm like you're okay you're not you're not gonna die don't worry you know you just you're just really you're just entering a peak or something like that right like mm-hmm. a peak of some sort with mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. substance you're on and it's like you just need to calm down relax you just feel the music kind right? of guiding you know? them yeah. Right. yeah just guiding them right right and i'm also like a nomad because um on my own i tend to like go off on my own and I just meet people right Right. right. that's kind of how like, you know, I knew like you know there's people of all walks of life in the room with these things which is crazy you know but yeah um, the biggest one was I think 2016 no 2015 I went to EDC Las Vegas mm. 2015 okay. and I was just belligerently drunk you know? <laughs> I was like you know what alright guys yeah, I'm gonna go that way. Okay, I'm gonna follow you. Five seconds into walking, I was like, "Where'd they go?" <laughs> like I swear, like, it was only like five that. seconds, right? Like I was walking, I see them in front of me, I blink, open my eyes, they're gone. I was like, "What do I do?" You know, I'm like, "All right, guess I'm I'm on my own." So I just like started walking around, you know, just meeting people, right. going from stage to stage, right, right. driving out with people, right. And I just met so many people, and funny enough, right, like, these groups of um, people that I met, they were, they took me in, right? Like, I was, like, a part of their, their circle or yeah. their group, friend, yeah. or the friend yeah. group, right? Yeah. Like, I was, I've been their friend for, like, years, right? Yeah. Which is crazy, you know? It's like, oh, you're, you're it's a complete stranger. Yeah. You're, you're allowing them into your social circle mm-hmm. to vibe mm-hmm. with. Yeah. You don't, you don't know, you don't know what he's ever been, or what he's done. You don't know his history and stuff right. like that, but you just accept him for who he was right. at that moment music right. always bring people together and that's what it's yeah, all about that's, yeah. that's exactly that's what it's about and funny yeah. funniest story right like all three days i don't know how it ever happened at uh at edc las vegas i would just be with these random people just hanging out mm-hmm. dancing vibing out of nowhere like out of left field 
my group comes walking by. I'm like, hey, <laughs> there you are. where did y'all go? <laughs> like, where y'all yeah. been? Yeah, and then like they tell me, oh my, like the first day, like they're like, oh my god, where the heck were you? You know, you were gone for like yeah. five, six hours, dude. Like we were trying to find you the whole time. I'm like, oh, I was just chilling. Yeah, <laughs> my new family. Yeah, it's my new family. Yeah. yeah. But that's but that's the cool thing about it, you know. When you yeah. go to festivals, every single time, like I go, and I end up meeting really cool people. But the thing is, it's more so about the energy. Like, oh yeah, you can feel people's like you can see and feel a person has negative energy. Oh, definitely, just, definitely. You you just feel it. Mm-hmm. But if someone has positive energy about them all the time, like you can feel it. Yeah. You know, that's I, I, I've had same things like that. You know, just where I would go. Um, into Spring Awakening I've been to a bunch of festivals yeah. uh, um, the, the thing not not what's the one in Tennessee in Manchester um, you got me I'm not from Tennessee <laughs> I'm in from Tennessee I can't remember the one in, anyway so Bonnaroo oh Bonnaroo yeah. Oh, yeah actually I've heard of that yeah Bonnaroo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a, it happens in June and there's a there's a lot and there's a so lot of now yeah <laughs> right Just now and I remember when you go and when you go to Monterey, like it's Tennessee. There's yeah. like I twenty four. It's one way in, one way out. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness! And it, yeah, it, the, the highway is just packed, and it gets to the point where there's just so many people. Mm-hmm. And then I I know that there was one the one year that I went, I had actually just started busting and started DJing, and I yeah. actually was doing a local party there, and I drove, and I ended up like gonna be late to this thing and I had got I was gonna be like three hours early but I was just yeah. sitting in traffic I ended up like taking my gear and just walking just by parking the car on the side mm-hmm. took, took my gear and then like next thing you know there's this cop and he's like what do you got in there I'm like it's just my gear it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm late for this event and I need to get there yeah. opens it up he says there's not any drugs I'm gonna take you he took me into the he took me into the festival and most it was like a like a side kind of party deal. Okay. Took me into the festival. He's like, here's your DJ. Here he is. And next thing you know, I thought he was the coolest guy ever. His name was DJ Florence. Oh, his name, he, he was a DJ. He was a cop, but his name oh, was DJ that's Florence. Dope. And um, next thing you know, he was just dancing. Yeah. He got out of his gear. And it's, I, he was off duty. He had re- recently gotten off duty, got into his gear. And he was in drag. I thought it was like the best that's thing awesome. ever. <laughs> that's amazing. And see that, and that's what I'm saying. And this is like you don't know who these people are because at first I thought this cop, yeah, please don't arrest me. I haven't yeah. done anything. You know, I'm not yeah. high yet. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyword is yet. And then like next thing you know, like he brings me to the spot, and yeah. then he goes off. He starts DJing, mm-hmm. and then he comes back in this drag, and he's just like, I'm like, you are the coolest cop ever. He's like. Don't look at me as a cop. He says I'm a person, and yeah. that's what let me open my eyes up. You know, mm. you know these the people when you go to like a lot of these festivals, whether it be EDC, whether it be Spring Awakening, you know, whether it be Electric Forest, you know, the it's it's more so like about the energy, and then yeah. once you feel that energy with people, that lets you know that you're a human being, mm-hmm. and then two, you know, the second thing is just the music. Yeah. Yes, what what better what better place to be with great energy with great people mm-hmm. and then music that's just very therapeutic yeah that's and to me I'm just, I'm just, maybe it's sometimes it's, it's actually better than sex yeah you know it's just something that's pure yeah that yeah. can't you know you you can't you, you can't argue with that yeah you know it's cause like it's the like the euphoric feel right of being with 
people that kind of like have the same vibes, right? Mm-hmm. That has the same energy, right? And you're right. all kind of like leveling out. Because so, so basically, you know, the human brain, right? It's just a bunch of brain, like brain waves, frequencies and stuff like that. When you're at a festival like that, I feel like if not everyone, like a lot of people tend to all more or less sync up, right? And when everyone like that syncs up, I just feel like that's it's that energy, mm-hmm. right? That's allowing to sync. And then when everyone syncs up like that, you're all kind of interconnected right mm-hmm. you you develop this or at least i know from first-hand experience right i developed this kind of like i wouldn't say like, you know, like a third eye or anything like that but like when someone falls down or when someone's like trying to like find something i would immediately know right, right? and then right. i immediately try to help them right it's just a wild thing that i don't i can't really explain but when i'm in those situations or in that moment i just had that connection right right it's like all right this guy dropped something what is it? I think it was his glasses or something like that. And he didn't tell me, right? right? And now I'll, I'll see glasses and I, I see, I pick it up. I'm like, hey, is this yours? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, where'd you find that? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's over here, you know, like 10 feet over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wildest thing, you know, it's like really weird. I can't explain it, but it has happened to me a few times, mm-hmm. right? Where it was like that. And other people have helped me when I've dropped stuff too. And it's yeah. just yeah. mind blowing, right? Yeah. Going back to like that, the thought, right? That everyone there is there to, chill have fun and it doesn't matter who you are or what walk of life you come from right, right. they're just there right to experience mm-hmm. that moment with you guys mm-hmm. you know it's like crazy mm-hmm. so i had a question for you oh you're saying something no no um so when you came from uh tennessee mm-hmm. what would you tell people what would, what would your advice be to those who want to do that like leave their home and like take that risk and start like a new life or like that passion i think so I think that everybody's path, everyone's path is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is, is what the advice that I would actually say is, is everyone's path is different. Um, I would ask, what I would say is, go and shoot for your, go and shoot for your dreams. Don't, don't, don't. If you don't take a risk, there's no risk. There's no reward mm-hmm. if there's no risk. Right. Yeah. That's just common sense. Right. Um, if you get out of your comfort zone, there is, there's no boundary. Mm-hmm. You know. That would be my advice to them, you know, whether it be to move, whether it be, you know, to uh, stop their day job, you know, of course, you want to be smart about it. Look at your, yeah. look at your current finances, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, if you got, if, if you got a kid and a wife and a mortgage support, you probably don't want to do that. No, yeah. passion, yeah. passion is not. over that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. well, you work around your passion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Find a way around it. Right, yeah. right. My kids can take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kids, you know. <laughs> go to Mexico and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But like you know, it's the thing is, is what happens is you have to always take risk. If mm-hmm. you do not take a risk, and if you do not take a step back, and then it's also about your fears. The thing is, is what what all the other people, what people don't know, is that what is fear? Mm-hmm. Like fear is not fear is basically um, a feeling that. You should it it it, 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 it feel, a fear is actually a feeling that should not actually stop you from doing anything. And the reason being is like there's always a reason to be sad. There's always mm-hmm. a reason to be like angry. There's always a reason to be you know. There are a lot of emotions, but when it comes to fear, what has fear helped? You know, fear can help you. It can help order. You know, yeah. obviously. 
because there's religion, there's you know authority, police, you know government. Right. You right. have that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if we didn't, obviously, if we didn't have that fear, if you didn't create a little amount of fear, people would be out there killing people, and doing stupid yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I get that. But the thing is, when it comes to actual personal, uh, person, uh, like personal endeavors. Yeah. If you don't, if you think that you know what, I'm gonna stay in my comfort zone because this is where I feel comfortable. Guess what? You are never ever going to exceed your expectation to mm-hmm. see, to see your full potential. It's just yeah. not gonna happen. Mm, that's so true. and so that would be my advice. You yeah. know, when I moved, I made that decision because, you know, I was living with my I I was living with my parents. I had moved out. Of, I'd been moved out of my house. Yeah. I had to move back in with my parents, and living with my parents, they are the and I'm just be straight up. They are southern. They are very southern and they are very, very religious. Mm. You know, I, yeah, and, and, and the thing is, it's like whatever you choose to do in life, you know, that, that's how they are. They didn't, they want, of course, they wanted the best for me, so they're gonna push that on me. But it's just like living in that house with my parents at that time, it's just like, I gotta get the fuck out. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I gotta live my life. I, I need to start living my life for you and make, right. make you happy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and whether your parents, they, they hated me for it, but they don't hate me now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's literally what I'm experiencing right now. This is my first time moving out. Okay, and so I same battle with my parents. Like their their whole thing is like, oh, uh, you're abandoning the family. Like like they're very <clears throat> traditional. I feel like mm-hmm. and like strict with that sense, and and they, they kind of like that passive aggressiveness, that mm-hmm. guilt laid on me. Right. Um. But just like you, I got I had to get the fuck out. Like yeah. it was toxic for me at least. Yeah, it is. And like, um, going back to like satisfying them, mm-hmm. like. In terms of career, like that's why I wanted to chase my own passion. Like, right. I know if I if I go the medical route, that's for you. Right, right. But right. I need to do something I really like. Right, and that's why I want to do like this podcast and um, kind of just go from there. Yeah, and because I, I really like entertainment. Yeah, and see that's and see that's the good thing. You know what I? This is what I found. Parents, they love you. And they're gonna love you to the end if they're mm-hmm. just hopefully they're not crappy parents. But the thing is, no matter my my parents hated me. Like my parents, like I was just telling him, my parents, my mom still thinks that I'm gonna be a basketball player. <laughs> and and I said, like, Mom, why? And she's like, Well, you're good. I'm like, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I've always sucked. Damn. I sucked then and I still suck now. He's not very good. <laughs> I know. Okay. And then and then she's like, Well, you man. and then what it is, they still accept me for who I am. Yeah. And then even though it's very toxic, because I came from that, I can't, I had that toxicity in my family as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do to overcome that was just like, you know, this is my life. Whether you like it or not, you can be upset, but they're never, they never disown me. Yeah. It's totally fine. And, you know, when you're actually like, I, I remember my mom and my, I remember my mom she she I was listening to like music I was probably like eight and I think my first so my first like album was like the fat boys mm-hmm. okay yeah like my first tape I, it was a cassette it was a cassette mm-hmm. tape you yeah. know and then like th- th- she's like why are they talking about this why are they talking about that I'm like I don't know my dad bought it for me and then mm-hmm. my dad started buying me like Phil Collins and started oh, buying man. me like Janet Jackson and I got I got hooked on music at an early early age yeah and that's what I gravitated to you know, I would be, even when we went to church, I was just telling my friend this yesterday. I was like, when I went to church, I never paid attention to any sermon. God forgive me. I, I couldn't tell you about any sermon. Mm-hmm. I paid attention to the music and the music where 
they were playing blues. It was gospel, but they were playing blues. Okay. And I, I just gravitated toward that. And mm-hmm. I would sit there as a kid and started dancing in church. And they were like, the Lord is getting into him. Yeah. Like, okay. That's what you want to... Yes. Definitely the Lord. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever. Whatever helps you accept me for the white. Right. So that's. <laughs> so like at that time, though, have have um you know seen like as your parents saw you right feeling the music right during the gospels and stuff like that. It's like, have they ever like said, oh my my son's gonna be part of the gospel choir? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, so they. They wanted me to play piano, okay, but they never got me piano lessons. I see. Okay, yeah, and so and I think it's I think it's just because they can't really afford to at that yeah. time. Yeah, and my sister, I have an older sister, she was actually singing in the choir. Okay, and she actually had a voice, mm-hmm. and me, I was still playing with like Tonka toys and Tonka trucks, but I Those also right. They don't even make those real Tonka trucks anymore. They're all plastic. I don't know. They used to be like I don't know. Metal, cast metal, never broke. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't know. What is that? So, Tonka is a is a uh, toy company that makes these um that used to make these cast iron like um construction toys, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like a um a bulldozer, a brawler, or like you know one of those um those what do you call that stuff? That picks up the dirt from the ground. I can't remember. Caterpillar. Or yeah, caterpillars like and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like oh. they made those kind of toys. Yeah. And these like, realistic. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And they used to be hefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, boy, playing with those, just moving them in and out of your house, <laughs> it was a workout for a kid. <laughs> you know, I remember those perfectly. First thing I got was a Nintendo sixty four. Right out. Right out the nice. gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, my family just wanted me out the door. Having fun, yeah. being active—that's what they had me do. Yeah. But yeah, no, like definitely, I I do. I think we all can relate to that, right? Like how, you know, your family tends to have this ideal picture, right? And like a roadmap, like mm-hmm. a like a roadmap in their heads mm-hmm. of like where they want you to go and how they perceive you to be in the future, right? right? Like they have an ideal picture, right, right. in their heads, and I feel like that's just a problem right because like because they have these ideals in their heads like we can never live up to these ideals because we're only human right we're not right. perfect people we're not perfect creatures right. we can never live up to at all can't, yeah i don't even think we can even live up to their expectations in that level right because they just instill so much and they want you to do and reach for like these from like you know like just looking down from like the bottom up right it's like what looks like impossible goals right it just for me at least right it, it got to me mm-hmm. right because like um so my parents are separated right so they both have their own ideals for what i should do and what right. i should be right right, right? That's, so, tough. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, tough yeah that's really tough yeah, it was tough. really really tough but my dad said to me like you need to do good in school right and you need to find a safe quote-unquote safe job Right, something mm-hmm. that's so safe. Okay, what's safe? That's so vague, right? It's like, do you want me to be like a businessman? Do you want me to be an entrepreneur? Do you want me to like you know, be a dentist, a doctor, or whatnot, or a lawyer? You know, kind of like something in that field, right? Because mm-hmm. like it's seen to them, right, as safe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's guaranteed stability mm-hmm. for what it's worth. And my mom was like that in the beginning too, mm-hmm. when I first uh, graduated from high school. But then she kind of realized that you know I'm kind of 
not feeling the vibe to be safe. Right. And she just dialed it back. You know, she's like, you know what? Like, I think after like two years of just me and her just kind of talking about it and stuff, it's like, what she, she, that's when she like raised the question, right? Like kind of like during the time, like it was like my grandfather just passed away during that time and, and whatnot. And I was going through a big rut. Mm-hmm. She was like, what do you like? You know, and I was like, oh, you know, I like, I like uh, Korean barbecue, right? right, right. She's like, no, no, no. What do you like to do? <laughs> you know? And then I was like, I like to eat food. Yeah, exactly. My food, right? And then she's like, no, like, what do you, what do you enjoy to do as like, you know, on your own time as a hobby and stuff like that? Right. And that's when I said, oh, well, at that time I was like really into paintballing and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. I used to play in a, like a D3 team and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I like that. And I also liked working out, you know, kind of somewhat staying on the healthier side of things. But, you know, I still have, I still love my cheeseburgers, you know. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, for the most part, I chose, after my grandfather passed away, I chose to live a more active and more healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I like working out. So then, like, then she was like, why don't you do something you like, you know. Don't 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 go for you know like at the time I was going for like a um a finance degree or whatever right, and they were like, she was like go do something you like you know like whether it's you know going to be a professional paintball player or like going to be like you know something in the fitness field right it's like okay. That was the first time my mom ever said do what I want to do. I'm like holy crap, what's right. going on? I'm like mom, are you okay? Yeah, you didn't right. tell me something. She's like no. Mm. You know, it's just like, you know, I've, I've seen you lately, you know, and she, like, she was like, you know, you you lost your grandpa, you know, and whatnot, and she didn't see it that it was, like, eating at me a little bit, and, right. and it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, just do whatever you want. Right. It's like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then that's kind of what really empowered me to, like, kind of go for it, right? Kind of like, I was like okay. After that year was over, I just looked up what I needed to go to a different school, right, for, like, whether it's, like, um, an exercise science degree or going into kinesiology, right, which focuses more on, like, the science of the body and right. understanding nutrition and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is a degree that I'll go for, right, a kinesiology degree or an exercise science degree. And then found a school, went to that school. It's been three years. I got, I got a degree. You know, it's like okay. And now I'm just doing something that I I enjoy. Yeah. On the side, it's this stuff too, right? The podcast and everything like that. Just because I, I like like personally because of my past, right? I have that voice that's always been wanting to be, like heard, right? Like right. I always wanted to speak, right? I always wanted to talk. You know, I like talking. Right. When I talk to my friends, they're like, "Dude, you need to put." Definitely like talking. They need to put a. Uh, <laughs> you need to put a timer on me, you know, because like, I just can't stop rambling. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like right now, you know, just ramble on and on and on, right? At least you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of no, it. No, that's it's good. though. It's, yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Some, yeah. you know, some. It's it's the people that actually are very quiet are sometimes like, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think what. So like, I, this is what I believe. Like seriously, like. When it comes to the parents, mm-hmm. that was a different time. So, like, even with when you get older, yeah, times change. It's like even technology now. Not only does technology change, customs change. Yes. People and you know the way we have, the way of living change. Mm-hmm. In the fifties and sixties, probably even the seventies, I think that there were families. Were I mean, it's, 
we still have family oriented, you know, uh, people, which yeah. I always think is good. Those are the core values. It's kind of yeah. like even what you know she was even teaching me about religion was like you know when it comes to religion, it's not necessarily about the religion, but it's just those core principles. Mm-hmm. Don't don't kill people, don't hurt people, right. don't lie to people, don't cheat. You know right. those core principles that makes us human. Yeah. So religion. Then if you have family values, those family mm-hmm. values is like you know don't burp in front of the table, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's actually a real one. You know meaning core values. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's those things. Is like if you think about it, and that's at that time. So at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get a job that is safe. Yeah. Well, think about it. If we were, if we were in the fifties and sixties, and maybe in the seventies, Sears Roebuck was one oh, of yeah. the biggest yeah, yeah. retail companies, mm-hmm. and now there may be not even twenty freaking stores available, and they're just dwindling right by a second. Right, you know. I remember back then too, like Sears, they had um, like I wasn't around for it at the time, but like I've heard, yeah, like you can literally go into Sears. On display, they'll have like you know whatever whatever you want, and you can buy it. Mm-hmm. You want a car, you can buy it. There. They sold cars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those Model Ts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can literally buy it there. They'll ship it in a crate to your house that you probably also bought from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then it'll be in pieces, and you can build it on your own. Mm-hmm. It's the, the OG IKEA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the OG IKEA. Because they had they had box houses too, right? Like you can buy the house, like all the materials. They'll ship it to wherever the plot of land that yeah. you wanted to, um, you know, that you purchased. That's crazy. And then you can build it up from there. You know, it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, now, again, it's just times change. Yeah. And as time change, time evolves, you know, we yeah, we we don't know. Like, if we have kids, and we, we don't know what we're going to, like, we can, if we have kids, we can teach what our kids are about. Mm-hmm. And then when they get older... They're gonna look at us like you know you're old. Why, why would you know? And I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. like I, you know, I, I have a daughter myself, mm-hmm. and my daughter, like, she sometimes like. So I was having this 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 discussion with my daughter and with her. When I put on headphones or I hear music, I am I'm I'm dancing. I'm going I'm I'm going crazy because I can't. It's something like it's like literally I'm literally getting possessed by music. I just yeah. let it take over my body. Yeah. That's just what it does. And I yeah. when I see that in other people, that's what I enjoy. My daughter, a different story. <laughs> she puts on headphones and just like nice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and and the thing is, I mean, I is, say, it, is it on? Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is it? I mean, I can see if you're in public and you're walking downtown and you're yeah. walking in traffic and you have headphones on, right. you probably don't want to be dancing like a crazy crackhead down right, the street right. your job. So I get that. Yeah. But like, if, this I, where I'm going with this. So at festivals now, mm-hmm. um, I'm not for sure if you're aware, but they also have a festival, have festivals, and they have specific tents called a silent disco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know that's what right. That yeah. And all that, and all it is is they're putting you have people that have headphones on and. Usually, I can and honestly. I get it. For um, there was a, there's a show on kids yeah autism autism. Mm-hmm. autism. So like I, because uh, there's kids that have autism. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that's kind of the original um, reason for them actually. If right, I'm it's, probably is. Yeah, and and if it is, I totally see that. Um, and I and it, what and just what I'm going back circling about mm-hmm. times change. Yeah, you know. You know, if I go to a, I feel if I do go to a festival and the complete festival is quiet or silent, I'm like, okay, I probably need, I'm done. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this no more. Yeah. So, so as an artist, as time changing, do you think that, I don't know what the, the proper word is, not like a sellout, but like, if you're, you're mu- adapting your music to the times, like, is that you being a sellout or, or like, how do you feel about that? Like, keep, keep changing your style? Like, how, how do you feel about that? So this is what I feel. I, I don't think that you're necessarily a sellout. Yeah, I know. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think, um, so when it comes to that, that's kind of, that, that's a discussion that's actually been discussed a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot, and I can, I can even speak on specific artists, you know, there. I'll speak on one artist. There's an artist that I really like, uh, Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Juicy J. Uh, Juicy J used to rap like crazy, like these crazy dark horrorcore lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, he evolved eventually with his with his group. The rest of his members kind of like stay what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing. They're still doing what they can. Juicy J. Now he's actually doing records with like Katy Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That call and then with that status, that called him a sellout. Now, was he an actual sellout? I do not think so. Yeah. The reason why I do not think so is because he is not only adapting to time and change. He also has, you know, I'm sure he has a family to feed as well. Yeah. Right, right. The other third thing is, is just, you know. Again, whether we are in the music industry, whether we are a doctor, doctors back in the day, from what I've been told by my parents, used to make house visits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they only, you know, they carried around secret serum and gave it to everybody for no matter what. Well, now we have, you know, we have, you know, new technology. Not only have new technology, uh, we have new theories, we have new case studies, mm-hmm. and that are actually proving in the medical field that it's actually getting better. Yeah. We people are actually living longer. We've actually seen that. So what that means is, no matter what field you're in, you have to adapt and right. you have to evolve. So I would not necessarily consider a person a sellout. Mm-hmm. I would say that a person that does not adapt, you know, they're only hurting themselves. That's true. But they also, it's also good to stay true to yourself. Yeah. So let's say yeah. that. Yeah. Keep those roots, keep those original roots, and probably implement some of that music into some new energy. So Brand like, show. right. So like, let's say Tiesto. Maybe he can actually have like a few bars of trance, you know, and then mix it in with you know with some pop with, with like future bass, future mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. and then just implement that. Because the thing is, what's gonna happen is the new generation that likes that type of that the, the, the new generation that, that likes that music they're always going to like it mm-hmm. but the older generation will never leave because like oh you know what they'll say I don't like him now because he's in this new stuff mm-hmm. but if you just implement a little bit of the old into the new yeah and keep it fresh mm-hmm. that way you, a lot of a lot of the new generation will be like this is great and even the mm-hmm. older generation will still be appreciated yeah. yeah you know we me and her have actually done um case studies ourselves on what ge- what generation is buying music, what generation, you know, is how are they getting their music, where are they getting it from, mm-hmm. what are they listening to, how are they buying it, you know, back in the day people bought CDs, yep. where is a CD anymore, you know, my, my mom just bought an Audi, I got an $80,000 Audi, oh and she calls me, baby, it is not a CD player in here, I was like, yeah, no one uses those anymore, you know? That's so funny. And then, but I do at home. <laughs> right. You guys still use Walkmans? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that actually, um, 
you're you're right about that. Like I feel like artists have to kind of make that sacrifice, like trial and error, experimenting yeah. with that. Because because right. I immediately thought about Porter Robinson, mm-hmm. where his original music was very chill, very like anime almost, mm-hmm. and then his new stuff um, was Virtual Self, Self. Yeah. very DDR, very gamey. Right. At first, I was like, oh, this is not Porter. Like what mm-hmm. is this? You know, and then you, you can still sense like you know there's hints of Porter inside of it. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Like it's not yeah. like it was completely gone because. The way I see it, like like when um you know you're adapting to your times, right? Or you're kind of like going through different phases in your life, right? A part of your soul, from what I gather, right, from all these artists, when they're making their new tracks, you know, their new mixes or whatever, or whatnot, right? Their new hits. When they're making these these songs, right, it's kind of like what you're saying, right? When you put on those headphones, you just start dancing. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like when I hear that like that's like from you right hearing hearing that from you right it's like that's how you are when you're kind of like producing music or listening to music for inspiration I get that not all DJs are going to be dancing right but all DJs are doing the same thing putting on their headphones Mm -hmm. listening to a track and whatnot. might be a Celine Dion right to give them a little bit of influence right Mm -hmm. but they're putting they're pouring out their heart and their soul into Mm -hmm. each of these tracks that they're trying to produce right because they want to make it personable right Mm -hmm. that's why when you go to these shows everything feels you you feel the you feel the sound wave right in your skin and it's just giving you like goosebumps Goosebumps. because it's like Mm -hmm. you're feeling their soul you know kind of coming out from the speakers Mm -hmm. and just going into you and they want you to feel that that's what's happening Mm -hmm. you know it's like And if, 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 and if artists don't experiment with this, you know, like, we won't know, like, new wave of music. Like, we, we will be stagnant, like, oh, this is all we know. But what, because of artists trying to do stuff, like, then we know. And that's the good part about that. Because the thing is, it's like, so what I had, I, so I will tell you what I, I suffered as, as an artist, is I wanted to sound like this, sound like this. I want to sound like Skillets. I want to sound like Porter Robertson. I want to sound like Calvatron. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to sound like these different artists. But the thing is, it's like... I made that music, and when I made that music, there was there was no re- there was no reverb, you know, there was nothing because I sounded like everyone else. Right. So what I had to do was take a step back, and I'm like, why don't I just make music that I want to make? Mm-hmm. And so what I did, I had to do a self reflection, and on myself, mm-hmm. and be like, okay. I need to create my own sound. And I knew I, I knew what my sound was 10 years ago. I was just so scared shitless to put myself out there. Because basically, you're putting yourself out there on a canvas for everyone yeah. to see and for everyone to come at you. And they're going to say, your shit, your shit sucks. Mm. You're horrible. You can't make music for shit. Or you're going to have those people that are actually going to feel it. Yeah. And you kind of have to... You kind of have when you're putting yourself out there is so scary. I, I've right. been shut down so many times, but yeah. then the the new music that I've been putting out, I've been actually putting my music that that I created on my like myself. Like I mean, I don't want to sound like anyone else. I create my own sound, mm-hmm. and then that's that. That's the that's the new form of like like what is this? I've never heard this sound before, and then people start just kind of gravitating towards you, mm-hmm. and then I knew that. Once I once I created my own sound, then it was it was I mean, it, it actually gave me a breath a breath of fresh air because I'm like now I'm able to breathe because yeah. now people are accepting me and they actually like actually like it like when Pete she'll tell me like you don't like this song and it's because I don't really have enough confidence in it mm-hmm. and then she's like 
I don't know. I really don't like it. And she's like, this song sounds good. I'm like, are you just telling me this? And then <laughs> I will. I put my songs out on music blogs without a face, and people loved it. And I'm like, they really like this? Because I, I was scared because it was a sense of me. So then I started getting more confidence myself and started creating music mm-hmm. more that was about me. And when you, but the thing is, when you say you get those goosebumps, yeah. it's because you are actually feeling that person. Now, you, this is where this person comes from. And now yeah. you get a sense of that artist, yeah. you know, which is, you know, which is good. Like you, like if, if, if you had Porter Robinson and let's say like Diplo mm. and he, he's sounding like Diplo, you're going to know something's off. Yeah. yeah. You'll know something's off. You're like, and then if they actually came together, like if you like Skrillex and Diplo and they yeah. do create a track. Yeah. That shit is, it, it, that shit's the bomb.com. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. crazy sick. Yeah. You know, you get like Marshmallow now. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably like the hottest shit. I, I, I really didn't get off on it till yeah, about maybe was years. pretty interesting. Yeah, and then I started listening to him like, mm-hmm. this dude has an actual sound that it sounds like no one else. Yeah, man. It's like jumpy. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I would describe it as kind of like, Cause all his songs sound the same. It sounds the same. That's that's his voice. But it's like, it's to me at least, it sounds a little kind of like gamey, right? Cartoonish gamey, but with like a twist. Yeah. I can't really put my finger on that twist. What it is. Yeah. But like, it's different. Yeah. And I remember when he first started, like um himself, right? Like when he was getting big. Mm-hmm. He found this other kid, right? That was just kind of like doing his own thing, right? Yes. Trying to make his own music and, tr- and make like make his own voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was slushy, right? And it's like mm-hmm. when I was hearing these like um these collaborations between those two, right? And I'm like, this is like pretty lit. And now like, who's this guy? Who's slushy, right? And then 2015, I believe. Oh no, 2016 in May when I went out to um EDC New York. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of festivals. Yeah, I do a lot of festivals. I've never been to one. Yeah. I, I went to like shows, concerts, but I, I've yeah. never been to one. Yeah, I've been around and whatnot. <laughs> I want to try one. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was crazy because, oh, awesome, you know? It was, um, it was Medion, and then after Medion, it was uh, Marshmallow. I was like, dope, Marshmallow's mm-hmm. coming, coming on, right? Mm-hmm. And then like halfway into his set, you just hear this transition, like, wait, I've heard this song somewhere before. Right, it was right. like, that's the, that's the shit he was playing with uh, when he did the collaboration with uh, Slushy and then literally 10 minutes later you just see freaking Slushy coming up on the stage as a, as a special guest with with uh, Marshmallow and you're like holy crap yeah this is a thing and then from there he just skyrocketed right yeah. it's like that's the other thing too because you had another artist that saw the potential in you right they saw that you're trying to create your own kind of music mm-hmm. something that's unique and different right and he saw that and he gave him a chance mm-hmm. and he took that chance mm-hmm. And he made it his own, yeah, right? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's, that's a, that's that's the beauty of it, you know. Like I have <clears throat> like some of the like some of like the musical influences that I have, mm-hmm. um, probably, and they're old. Like and yeah. you, you probably like freak out. Like how are these these influences? They just Michael Jackson. Oh, I love that, that man yeah. like to death. He is fire. Yeah, and, uh, Michael Jackson, um, the Prodigy. Okay. Uh, Prodigy probably came out like early nineties. Um, rest still in diapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keith, uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Keith Flint. Um, mm-hmm. And then I saw so in Dion Word. Mm-hmm. Dion Word to me, no one sounds like them. 
no one sounds like them. Mm-mm. And I saw them in Spring Awakening in 2016. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. No one sounds... I saw them in Riot Fest, too, in 2014. Right. So I've seen them twice. Mm. Um, Yolandi, that girl's voice, no one's... And like, and that they came up with their own genre called Zeth. Have you heard of Dionne? No. Mm-hmm. I, I no. You've never heard Dionne Word? Mm-hmm. Look up Dionne Word whenever... Just look them up. Mm-hmm. You need internet, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm about to go up here and like look it up, but I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, look yeah, up Dionne Word. D- yeah, D- D-I-E-A-N-T-W-O-R-R-D, I think, or O-O-R-D. Oh, okay. O-O-R-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, uh, so what they, I'll tell you a little bit about them. They're, they're rappers from South Africa. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. And they are, check them out. <laughs> okay. Check them out. He's like, they're fire. Yeah, so, <laughs> Yeah. Check them out. You just sold me on that one. Yeah. They they use like old school. A lot of their beats are like old school techno beats, mm-hmm. and then like I mean I mean old school techno beats, but they rap over it. Interesting. But, it, but it's very catchy. Yeah. And, and once you hear, I'm to think of that right now. Like, how do you have old school like techno? Like you're just your kick and snare and your drum and bass. I, I'm trying to wonder how you can rap to that. I've been recently into like '80s retro synthwave. I don't know nice. why. Oh, I don't know man. why. Like, yeah, um, just like throwing it all the way back. Are you talking about like um, Depeche Mode? I don't, I don't even know. I just recently discovered okay. like the genre mm-hmm. and I've just been like listening to it. I learned about um, I Dance with the Dead. I think a mainstream artist that does it right now. Synth? Is, yeah, that still messing with synth is um, it would be uh, Dead Mouse. Yeah? Yeah. He's got a he still crazy... I mean, I don't know if he still makes, makes music but like I know he's he still like messes around on, mm. on uh, Twitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still messing around. We saw him at uh, Spring Awakening last year. Mm-hmm. He actually, so he actually performed. His stage was a special stage, way up and high in the air. Had his helmet, had his, had his mouse head on, and him and Cascade were performing at the same time. Oof. And you know, they're close friends. Yeah, yeah. And Dead Mouse was like, "Fuck you, Cascade." <laughs> That's so funny. It was. It was. It, there's. He, he's still. He's actually still doing real. But he just. Got, he just got married. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I just see him like for who he is. Like, he 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 talks a lot of shit, but that's because he just calls artists right out on their bullshit. You know. He that's knows. just crazy. Yeah. He knows that. What kind of bullshit? Like. I don't really remember, but there was like a really big thing back. The like, Skrillex, right? Yeah, there was, there was something going on with Skrillex and him, and then like something going on with I can't remember who it was. It was it was a little while ago, oh, okay. like back when he was like just flaming everyone on um, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, yeah, that's still that'll thing. do it. Yeah, still a thing. <laughs> it's pretty wild, but yeah, like I I can't remember who it was about, but I remember he was doing a lot of that for a while, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying like, dude, is is he okay? Is he going through like a Breakdown or something like that, and I'm like, and man, I'm like, no, he's just calling people out of the bullshit. Yeah, he's he's one of the he's so he's um he's one of those artists um that they call old schoolers, mm-hmm. which is still good. I love him. He's one of those artists. Like, have you ever heard the term? So put it like this: You ever heard uh, DJs have that fight and that battle? Vinyl, mm-hmm. CDJs, mm-hmm. and digital. Mm-hmm. So you have so yeah. So oh, he, you mean oh you mean different ways? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. So back in the day. And I'll say it on camera. I, I've never done vinyl. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do vinyl, and I suck on vinyl. 
I do want to learn vinyl just because I want to grab that art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, vinyl turnbalists that scratch that. Yep. Uh, Bad Boy Bill, probably one of them. And I'm not sure if you ever heard of Bad Boy Bill. So look him up. He's a Chicago DJ. Oh, okay. Huge, huge Chicago DJ. Probably one of the biggest Chicago DJs ever. Okay. Um, yeah, he, there's DMC battles in the 90s. I, I never saw him. I was a kid then. But like I saw like small YouTube snippets. Mm-hmm. But I saw him at Crowbar 2006. Um in Chicago, in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, drove out to Chicago just to see this guy. That's wild. Sick. Turnbalist. And then you have these other DJs like myself. I use CDJs. I use decks. Okay. Um, you they you you use a CD. You can use a USB. Yeah. But the thing is, your actual it's actual hardware where you can still spin. You uh-huh. can still beat match. You know, I never sync anything up. But then you have people who use the computer. And a controller, oh. and all they're doing is just pushing buttons. So that's yeah. Okay. And that's your little, that yeah. little square thing. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. Call it. Okay. And so there's a huge there's, there's a huge controversy over that. So that's what Dead Mouse, not in a sense, try, trying to actually compare like producers who actually use machine. Machine is basically mm-hmm. just a sequencer like an Akai yeah. or anything like that. And they're just they're just loading up these samples and going. Yeah. Whereas Dead Mouse, if you've seen this guy's studio, it's a lot of stuff. No, he's got an entire wall, a modular synth. Yes. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He makes crazy. all of his sounds. Yeah. Like, no two sounds are the same. And no. <laughs> he just makes the magic out of them. I'm like, how? So he calls people out on like their skills. That yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's he mm-hmm. is like, if I were to say it, he is actually like. He's like oh, it's one of those old school medieval blacksmiths, right? That, <laughs> that mastered his craft, right? Yeah, it's like that's true. He, he's the one that created that mithril armor or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's fucking wild. Damn. He's like he's the he's like Moog. He's like the Moog of now. Mm-hmm. Moog was back. Moog what, is, what Moog was back in the day is same thing. Modular synthesis uh-huh. where you're patching in all these fucking cables yeah. and then making. Uh, using like uh, FM synthesis, granular synthesis, and subtractive synthesis. And what those synthesis, what, what those synthesis are, is basically you're taking oscillators, amplifiers, and you're taking filters, mm-hmm. and you're making sounds from scratch. It's basically like if you take, like if you took a tree outside, you carve it at this table. It's basically you're taking a sound and you're carving and you're making a specific sound. That is what Dead Mouse is doing and nobody else does. I don't even do that. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I don't think anyone can ever reach that level. No, especially in our in our day and age, right. nobody can reach that level. If they really grind, like I mean, if if Tiesto like stuck with like you know his roots with uh, like techno back in the day in the nineties, yeah, and he continued on using synth, I think he might have been able to kind of like been on par mm-hmm. maybe but still it's something that dead mouse has definitely mastered the craft of right that no one can really compete with him nowadays in that old school sense mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what would you say your style is then? like what do you what kind of sounds are you trying to mesh so styles that i mesh is old school Dirty bass, mm-hmm. and when I mean by old school dirty bass, I'm a '90s kid, so I kind of grew up in the '90s, mm-hmm. high school in the '90s, or graduated in the '90s. So I'm like, my roots are pretty much like blues, hip hop. So like, 
when I'm talking about hip hop, I'm not talking about like New York hip hop. I'm usually talking about like really down south, like ludicrous, three six mafia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, let's say um, anybody from like the southern rooms, you know. Yeah. Um, so I take those old trappy, dirty bass lines, but then when I take those old, those dirty trappy bass lines. I increase the tempo from like from 65 to 70 to about 125. I usually try to stay between 124 and 128. Mm-hmm. Use those bass lines. And then what I like to do is I love female melodic. I, I love female voice. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why. Me I too. Do. Me too. I, yes. The vocals, yeah. Yeah. I add female vocals to those and then just make music that makes me, like I, may, I like making happy music. And I'm not talking about like your happy ATB music. Yeah. I'm talking about make me feel good. Like yeah. I feel so freaking good right now. And I like intense bass. Like very, I call it fart bass. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like, when you know when somebody farts, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's fucking sick. Like, that's fucking yeah. dirty. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I, that, that that's, what I kinda, that's what I kind of define mm. it as. So like, okay. that's my sound, you know, and with, again, with, Female vocal. I love female vocals. Anything with a female vocalist, I think it just sets that that happiness. And then you have when you mix this dirty. Yeah. Where did that? It's just <laughs> sick. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how do you find your vocalist? Like, do you like? Is there a, a place where you kind of just? Or I don't know. Yeah. 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 So it's been, it's been hard to find vocalists. Um, mm-hmm. We've. I met. I'm um, so I met. I met a vocalist on couple of websites that I get on to to um, do like uh, what was it Fiverr or something like that yeah Fiverr is a big one right so um, I went on Fiverr um, found a couple of vocalists one only worked out sort of she great great vocalist yeah. uh, she was in Toronto okay um, she's on my she's on my old album from last year okay what's her name Leslie Leslie, Leslie Cron what's, what's her uh, album name the old one what is my old album name? Oh my. <laughs> I don't know what's my name. What is my old album? Uh oh. Yeah, I, I can't remember my old album. Go to my Instagram. It's on there. When when I'll figure that out. You keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying. Um so we have a current Yeah, so so pretty much we found her on Fiverr, um, and she doesn't travel. Okay. She's never reacts. She, well, one, she doesn't travel. Two, she doesn't perform. Okay. And yeah, and so, and that's kind of, and I don't like that because that's kind of, I guess that's me needing to actually try to get into this new perspective of music mm-hmm. because most people are performing in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bedroom performers. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like when we were actually going to book her a flight uh, and a hotel to come to Chicago for a show. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I've never performed ever. But she's like, when you look her up, her name is everywhere, hmm. everywhere, and um, the you know I don't have an album name. Remember, I just yeah, came out with singles. singles. Oh, oh. Harriet Jane of all trades, lovers do perfect premonition. Yeah, because we we I came out with singles all at the same time. Yeah. I never actually came out. The only album that I came out with is with my other the collective. Uh, yeah, my I have an I have an oxy a u x i it's the oxy collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're basically just a collective of uh, videographers, photographers, yeah. um, uh, graphic designers, mm-hmm. and musicians. Mm-hmm. And so we come together to create this music and these videos together. Nice. That was one album. Okay. Um, the next album is probably going to be coming out right before Spring Awakening this this end of this week. Mm-hmm. We'll do a little shot at the end. 
Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, it's when you th- when it comes to finding vocalists, we found her. I found another vocalist um, through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how I'm finding my vocalists. Yeah. It's just through social media, just putting myself out there. Uh, I found a, a girl named, what's her name? Her name is uh, Laura. 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 Oh, no. What's her last name? What's her last name? <laughs> Laura. Burke. Too many things Burke. Burke. Laura Burke. Laura Burke. I feel like I've heard that name. I know Laura Burke. Laura Burke's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh. Laura Burke. And then do you stick with the same vocalist, or do you kind of, is it better to just like... We try to branch out, you know, mm-hmm. we try to branch out. It depends and on, like, the sound of the song. Oh, that's true. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, I, uh, Laura Burke, really good, uh, she has a really good soulful voice, I would say. Mm-hmm. But she's easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's also a really good producer as well. So, like, hopefully we're going to work on some stuff together. You're going to hear Laura Burke on uh, the new song that's actually... Treading Softly. Treading Softly. Um, really good track. Um, and then, Check uh, it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good track. Um, and then we also have another song. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Debrat, old school rapper. No. no. There's a there's a rapper called Debrat. She was a rapper back in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically her cousin from Hyde Park. She came to my house, and this girl actually sings like she's actually real. She's uh, huge in the jazz community. Oh, okay. And she wanted to break off into like electronic music. Interesting. And so a good friend of mine who's a photographer came here had to had to come to my home studio. We let her just like go at it, sing as what she can. She I found a, I found a track for her. I made a, I produced a track mm-hmm. and she recorded vocals within like minutes. Um so it, finding vocalists it's been very hard. Yeah. Um the thing is it's like because there's so many people out there now that want to, so what happens with technology what sucks is there's so many options yeah and so the thing is when I come when it comes with a vocalist they they, they may say I don't want to do EDM or I want to just do like pop you know and then like if you create a track mm-hmm. they may not like the track that you create whereas yeah. back in the day like if you had somebody like fucking Whitney Houston she wasn't a producer. She just sang her ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quincy Jones was producing a lot of her tracks and other artists were producing her tracks and she just went and sang her ass off. Yeah. Right? Carrie, same way. She just sings her mm-hmm. ass off. The industry has changed. Yep. You have to find one. I would like to find a vocalist that I could, I could create a duo with. Mm-hmm. Haven't found that one yet. Um, it could be Laura, but I doubt it because yeah. she's so busy doing a lot of other stuff yeah. too. But I mean, We're seeing you, better work. It might work. We we don't know yet. We we have we've gotten we've only gotten in a studio once, mm-hmm. back and forth, uh, just texting. But I mean, when you find a vocalist, you have to click together. Right. Yeah. You know, she Got has chemistry. You have to. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost like it's almost like a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it, you have to find that they the chemistry has to be the same. The energy has to be the same. Yeah. And that's it. And once you find that, you know, you you want you have the same goals. Yeah. And you run with it. If you have if, if any if any of that balance is off, you know, that's where you just like you may do a song here, you may do a song there, mm-hmm. produce it, you mix it, master it, put it out for the world. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing too. Like Chicago has so much like talents like this, and and like the names that you mentioned, like I don't even know. And then like Chicago mm-hmm. is so beautiful in that sense, the culture, and and we're just trying to like. You know, they need to be more exposed, I feel like. They do. You know? They do. That's just what it is, I feel like. They do. Yeah. (laughs) 
And that's like pretty much the root of what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to create something that can like bridge that gap, Mm -hmm. right? Between all these artists that are trying to, you know, make a make a name for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. But they just lack the traction, Mm -hmm. right? Because like in Chicago, I wouldn't say like it's a dog eat dog world out there, but like it's pretty brutal still, Mm -hmm. you know? Because you have a lot of artists that want to only work with certain people, right? Mm-hmm. Certain producers or certain um, uh, collaborators, right? And it just sucks because because of that, the circle just gets smaller mm-hmm. and smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. But what we what we want to do, right, is to like kind of bridge that gap where we can kind of connect everyone in Chicago and make it kind of like a more community-based atmosphere where everyone can connect right. everyone can reach out to each other right like hey I, I just uh, was listening to the Edencast's podcast you know, and I just heard uh, sorry I say you know hey I heard you're a producer you know you, you make some dope beats I'm a vocalist locally here you know I want to shoot my shot you know see if we can mat- like yeah. we can like yeah. you know yeah, we can synergize and stuff like that right yeah. it's like yeah. something like that right and if that ha- if that happens and if it works it works right yeah, that, and that's great that sense, and that's why it's you know it, it's it's really good to have curators like yourselves out there doing that because there's a lot of people that, that don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, bridging, you know, just making those connections, bridging that gap. What I found out, what was hard for me to even find out, I found it the hard way. I never really wanted to collaborate with a lot of people because mm-hmm. I thought that it was like, well, I have my own style, but it wasn't because I had my own style. It's because of what I was talking, speaking about before. It's about the fear. Mm-hmm. What is this person going to say? Yeah. Is this person going to judge me? Mm-hmm. Is this person going to be better than me? Are they, am I going to be better than them? Are they going to suck? Am I going to suck? The thing is, is what I found is if you can if you can actually take all of those qualities out and if you can actually just make sure and focus on, you know, Michael Jackson said something to an artist that really inspired me. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, I have something to learn from you just as much as you have something to learn from me. Mm-hmm. So when you come in here into my studio, I, I want you to be yourself. Yeah, because Michael Jackson at the time was fucking huge, and yeah. then you get like some producer that's like small, yeah. and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I get to work with this right, person," right. and they're probably gonna be scared. But Michael would always make you feel as if, "Hey, I'm gonna be learning from you." Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is I had to learn from myself. Yeah, you know, when it comes to actually collaborating with other artists, you know that you know, hey, I may not be as great as here. I may not be as fast as this, but I may do better here, and you may do better here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. guess what? We're all evolving. Mm-hmm. We can never stop learning. Right. Yeah. Everyone's a teacher. Everyone's a student. It's always good to be the student too. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow. That's how you it's evolve. A, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then real quick, you want to give a shout out to your all your handles, albums. Yeah. So uh, we actually have new albums coming out right before Spring Awakening. Uh, it's called High Volume. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good high volume uh, it's an EP release mm-hmm. five tracks uh, bass hard, Brazilian bass future bass bass house uh, all mixed up uh, we have um, there's another there's a two track there's a, there's a two track EP coming out with my friend um, Adam Arcane it's called mm-hmm. Zarcane it's basically me and her oh play on words I like it I like it so that's gonna be actually be released it's actually getting actually getting sent to be uh, I mixed it's actually getting sent out to be mastered should be back tomorrow so we can go ahead and release that again right before Spring Awakening Mm -hmm. Um, and then also check out 
the new uh, Zarze, it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be also high. Uh, it's not in high volume. It's um, Zephoria. Okay. So Zephoria is also a YouTube channel uh, that's actually gonna be released uh, within about eight days, mm-hmm. uh, and all it is is basically me mixing. Uh, Different track, different some of my tracks and okay. different other tracks out there. It's basically just kind of what you guys are doing podcasts. What I like to yeah. do is on YouTube is I create mixes with different artists and myself, okay. and I give shout outs to the shout out to the other artists so that people can buy their music. Okay, and so that we all can get on that same bad yeah. I try to help. You know, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not here by myself, so I yeah. want to be able to right. share yeah. it all. So that's true. That's true. Um, and then you, did you say your IG handle yet? Uh, Zarze. Yeah. Just look, I'm the only one, X-A-R-X-A-Y, uh, on Instagram, and right. uh, I'm on all other social media aspects, but I'd rather just go there because everything is on Instagram. IG yeah. is a thing, kind of thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you yeah. I'm not really a family book kind of guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Aunties and shit on Facebook. And yeah. Still on Facebook, but mm-hmm. Instagram, IG, Zarze, X-A-R-X-A-Y. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, thank you for dining with the Eating Cast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.